You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Episode 131 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. If you have a war room and then a war breaks out, Maybe you're responsible for that war. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm Chris Hahn, your host, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, liking, rating, reviewing this podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it's working. We're doing really well. I truly appreciate it. So keep it up. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but this situation with the war room at the Willard Hotel, set up by Bannon and other Trump sycophants, Rudy Giuliani, and of course, Trump calling in the premeditation of January 6th on the part of the former president and his flunkies is the most disturbing thing I can ever I can even think about right now. I I am blown away by it. Now, last week, Steve Bannon decided to blow off a congressional subpoena. The party of law and order, um, they don't believe in law and order if it applies to them. They just want to, they really just want the order part, right? They want to be the fascist dictators that run this country and tell us how to live. And don't you for a second think that that's not what this is about. This is a group of people that wanted to overthrow our republic because they were rejected and they felt horrible about it. What do you think would have happened next? What would have happened if that was successful? We, you know, we, we've got people like Representative Gosars who the day before the insurrection said, don't make me come over there. I want to see Biden's concession. Biden who had won the election. They wanted to see Biden concede. They don't believe in America. Don't, you know what? Take back the American flag from them. Take back the symbols of patriotism from them. We as progressives need to own that at this point because these people do not believe in the promise of our republic. They do not believe in the promise of our constitution. And to think that they set up a war room to try to overthrow our country in the Willard Hotel In early January of this year. And no one in that group has been held accountable yet. And I I see no signs of Attorney General Merrick Garland doing an investigation here. Because quite frankly, we would know by now. Somebody would have said something. Some lawyer of some witness would have leaked something. I find it hard to believe the investigation. Now, if there's one going on, 
my apologies to the attorney general. Um, I think he would have been a great Supreme Court justice. Of course, he was you know, robbed of that opportunity by Mitch McConnell, who created an entirely new rule that he quickly threw away when it didn't uh, work in his favor. But I want to see some real action out of DOJ and not just, you know, not just on, you know, guys who showed up because they were lied to. The shaman and all these other nut jobs that were, you know, I I want them thrown in jail, too, because they need to be. But I want to see Bannon. I want to see Giuliani. I want to see Roger Stone. I want to see Donald Trump himself held responsible for what they did, because if we don't, it's just a, you know, it's just a preview, just a practice run. They'll do it again. Mark my words, they will do it again. Of course, they might not have to do it again because, frankly, uh, people in this country are out of their mind. I'm looking at this race in Virginia. Um, and, and by the way, I've got quite a few listeners in Virginia, according to uh, my uh, provider. I, uh, I'm talking to you. Tell your friends, um, we don't need a Trump clone running Virginia. Because if we have a Trump clone at the helm of Virginia, and it's a tight election in Virginia in 2024, he will give that election to Donald Trump because that's what Trump clones do. And if the Democrats don't have Virginia, they ain't winning this White House in 2024. Virginia is vital to the Democrats' plans of success. But I, you know, I, I go back to January 6th and I go back to this riot, this insurrection. Forget it. Calling it a riot is too nice. It wasn't a riot, right? They want to deflect and they want to talk about what happened over the summer last year with Black Lives Matter. I don't remember Black Lives Matter, you know, killing, a, trying to kill a congressman or the vice president or stop the counts of the votes of the elections. And quite frankly, we've learned Many of the fires started and the shootings towards uh, police stations in Minneapolis were done by white supremacists who came up there to stir trouble. And trust me, anybody who, who lit a fire in that protest should be held accountable, should be arrested. By the way, there were hundreds of arrests during those protests, hundreds. There weren't hundreds of arrests on January 6th. Everybody walked out of the Capitol and went home. They might have gotten arrested since then, but they were not arrested on January 6th and they should have been. I mean, this is, you know, I, I, I don't know how they sleep at night. This is a party that likes to, you know, let me, let me equate a little bit, not equate. Let me bring in some of the things they were saying over the summer about blue lives matter. Well, I, I mean, I never met a blue life. I mean, you could take off your police uniform. You you can't take off your skin color or who you love or how you worship. But they were all for blue lives until Officer Fanon testified about the riot. Officer Fanon, who, who admitted that he voted for Trump, by the way, who was doing his job on January 6th and was beaten to within an inch of his life by a man holding an American freaking flag. And now they hate Officer Fanon, the radical writer calling this guy a traitor to this country. I, there needs to be accountability. And they were setting this up and they were planning this and they wanted this to happen. They wanted to delay the vote. 
give Pence a chance to screw it up. We'd have no republic right now. Our economy would be nothing right now. Our currency would no longer be the reserve currency in the world. You think we have problems right now with inflation? You watch what would happen if we would have lost our republic that day. And we came very close to doing it. I, I you know, it, it drives me crazy. And by the way, I got no guest today. It's just me. I'm going to do a little talking, take a little break, and do a little more talking. Uh, I have a good guest coming up this week, so stay tuned, hopefully. Uh, um, but I was uh, I was unexpectedly detained and could not do my uh, show last week. Um, but I am doing it this week. So I've had that too many times. But I'm putting on, you know, like in my live market, I'm not even live right now because there's hockey games almost every Thursday. The Islanders love to play on Thursday night. And I love the Islanders. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Islander fan. But on the economy for a minute, let me just take a minute and talk about the economy. First of all, the economy is doing well, right? Joe Biden created more jobs in his first eight months than any other president in the history of this republic. In fact, he's created more jobs in his first eight months than Donald Trump did in four years of being president, for the record. Second, I'm getting tired of all these people who think they're capitalists yelling about how the president isn't doing anything to fix prices in this country. See, Fixing prices would be the absolute most communist thing the president could do, right? It, you, you think you understand capitalism and then you're complaining that the market is giving you higher gas prices or higher milk prices. And you're blaming the president of the United States, who at the same time, you're calling him a socialist. That, to me, is the height of stupidity. And, and, and you know, I don't know if you watched that movie Idiocracy which is supposed to be many years in the future, right? Um, I didn't realize it was a documentary about what's going on because half of this country literally are idiots. They are stupid idiots who will call somebody a socialist and at the same breath blame him for higher gas prices. It's just blame him for supply and demand issues. Oh, oh, we don't have enough workers at the dock. That's the president's fault? No. It's the price you're paying workers for their labor's fault. It's a simple problem of supply and demand, which the market is supposed to work out, not the president of the United States in a capitalist economy like the one we have. Now, of course, look, we are kind of socialist, right? We have roads, we have Medicare, we have Social Security, we have a social safety net in this country. We have all sorts of socialist programs. We give welfare to corporations. We give tax breaks to oil companies so that they can buy gas to transport their oil. We do all sorts of socialist things in this country. But, you know, God forbid... We give dental and vision to senior citizens in this country. You know, you would think that we we were, you know, reading, uh, you know, Karl Marx during our lunch breaks. We would think that that Joe Biden is 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 Joseph Stalin. Give me a break. No, I do want to see the Build Back Better plan pass, and I do want to see it include those things. I want to see it include the child tax credit. And yeah, those are kind of socialist programs. It's okay really, really okay because we have a lot of socialism in this country. It's just who's getting paid that has been the problem here. It has never been the working class. It has never been the working men and women in this country. It has always been the rich who take the lion's share of the benefits from our economy. So why not 
Why not give a child tax credit so that we can lift children out of poverty? Why not give senior citizens vision and dental with Medicare? Why not allow Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices? I see farmers pushing back on that. Give me a break. I keep saying, give me a break, right? It's it's like, who am I today? Do I need a break? Maybe I need a break. Maybe I'll take another break and I'll come back and we'll talk a little more. Um, But I really do appreciate the support and I hope you don't mind these uh, short and sweet, no guest uh, pods that I do. Uh, I've been doing way too many of them. There'll be few of them. Last week, the pod was way too long. So this week, it's going to be way too short and then it'll all balance itself out. I love you. I'll be right back. Right. I think I'm going to end the talk talking about COVID and police officers. And Ron DeSantis, like, why does he hate cops? He must hate cops, right? Ron DeSantis, who has been twice vaccinated, are encouraging cops not to get vaccinated by giving them $5,000 to move to Florida. Now, um, take a guess what the number one killer of police officers were in 2020. The last 12 months anyway. It's COVID. The number one cause of death from cops. COVID. Ron DeSantis must hate cops, right? Because he's offering them $5,000 to not get vaccinated and move to Florida. Where they can continue to serve as police officers unvaccinated. And die from COVID. Many of them. Not all of them, but many of them. I, I, first of all, look, I got a real problem with people who have badges and guns who refuse orders from civilians who are responsible for giving them orders. That should be a red flag emergency. Forget about what the order is. It is a legal order. The COVID vaccine has full FDA approval. People in the military, people and police officers, kids in school have been ordered to get vaccines for generations in this country. This is not something new. You don't want to get the vaccine because you've been lied to by ridiculous people in media that say you don't need it. That say it's, you know, got microchips in it or that it's going to make you magnetized. I got a real problem. We should all have a real problem with people who can take away our freedom, could even take away our lives, who are refusing a direct order from a superior. Chain of command in the military, chain of command in police office, in, in, in police squads, that's vital. That is vital towards the enforcement of law and order. And their job is to protect and serve. And if you're out there unvaccinated and you come across somebody who maybe has kids at home who have not yet become eligible for the vaccine and then you give them COVID-19, they bring it home to their kids. uh, You know, how is that protecting and serving? So I have a real problem with, I have a real problem with Ron DeSantis encouraging that behavior. He should be encouraging people to get vaccinated. 
He's been vaccinated. I haven't gotten my booster yet. I, I'm not six months into my vaccination. I got vaccinated in, uh, my first shot was in April. My second shot was in May. So I think November, which is soon, I think next week, I might be eligible. I'm not old enough yet. I don't know if I'm old enough yet. I don't know what the deal is. I got to find out. I want to get a second shot. I think the vaccine is great protection against this disease. As we have seen in states and areas with high vaccination rates, the numbers of COVID deaths and hospitalizations and even cases has plummeted. I want to get through this winter. But we have to encourage everybody we know to get this vaccine. And I, people who are you know refusing a direct order, I mean, give it up. Okay, you're not a cop anymore. You're done. Turn in your badge and your gun. Go be a civilian if you don't want to be vaccinated. That's my feeling. It is sad, though, to see a guy just pandering. And he's not pandering to cops, right? I mean, Republicans, cops are mostly Republican. There's not enough of them to make a difference in an election. No, he's pandering to the crazies, to the people in this country that want to deny COVID exists that don't want to get vaccinated because they've listened to junk science from some quack. How is that responsible? This man wants to be president of the United States. This man could become president of the United States. You're looking at this Glenn Youngkin race, and I know I talked about it a little bit, you know, Terry McAuliffe, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. You know, Glenn Youngkin has all the same views as Trump, but he puts on a sweater and doesn't yell and scream and tweet. And people are like, oh, all right, he's good. Next thing you know, oh, you want to vote in Virginia? Yeah, you're going to have to go 17 miles and wait on a 17-hour line in certain precincts. You know, in, in the precincts, we don't think we could win. You know, when you're in a rural district, you don't got to do it. You know, don't worry about it. Walk in, walk out. Two minutes. Cities? Outside of Washington, D.C.? Arlington? Fairfax County? Oh, no, you're going to have a 12-hour wait. No more vote by mail there. Go ahead. See what happens. It'd be horrible. No, no. Oh, no. Glenn's not. Glenn Youngkin's not Trump in a sweater vest. No, no. He is. He's Trump in a sweater vest. Ron DeSantis is even trying to make his hand motions and speaking style just like Donald Trump's. He's trying to be like a Trump with a Harvard degree that his father didn't pay for. I guess Trump didn't go to Harvard. He went to Penn. That's what that's what Ron DeSantis is trying to become. So, all right. I think you've had enough of me. I'm sorry no interview today. A little shorter uh, podcast. Short and sweet and to the point. Don't forget to, you know, you can contact me through my website, ChristopherHahn.com. I'm, Christopher, I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram if you want pictures of the puppy. Got lots of pictures of the puppies on there. And I say puppies because I have two dogs now because my older dog has come home. So uh, so check me out on Instagram for those pictures. And I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Progressive Podcast. Is America's primary system working? 
Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.